welcome back to a special, special episode of the Flight School Podcast. I'm Turner Medlicott, one of your co-hosts, joined as always by Jonah Lossi and Adrian Walker. Uh, and we're here today to talk about James Harden and how he's no longer on the Rockets. Uh, groundbreaking news that happened yesterday. Um, we now have James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant on the Nets, and that's just the tip of the iceberg uh, with this trade. Um, Adrian, do you want to give us the details of this ridiculous four-team, by the way, trade uh, that happened in the NBA yesterday? Sure, I'll I'll give you uh, the, the, the full scale of the trade, but Come on, Turner. You're being so informative. This is crazy. It's like the NBA offseason, but like we're, we're what, three weeks in, four weeks in? James Harden, Ke- uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, maybe the three biggest divas in the entire NBA on one team. Are you kidding me? Like I told you, I, I, I compared it to the truest reality TV show of all time. Yes. Before the season started. And now it's just, it's continuing. I mean, it just, it never ceases to amaze how ridiculous this I, the is. Nets, the Nets have become must-see TV every single game for the rest of the season. Not even while they're playing the game. They're must-see TV while, when, they're, when they're not playing too, because you don't know what Kyrie Irving's going to do. You don't know what James Harden's going to do on like a week-by-week basis. It's incredible. I I love it so much. And, and that's the thing before you get into the details is how we led into this trade because of course we had Harden's off-season antics, training camp antics, game time antics. Clearly did not want to be there and then just straight up in his last press conference as a rocket was like, yeah, so yeah, there's there's some things and that kind of kind of stinks right. So so yeah. Uh, I mean, basically what James Harden said, um, this is what, three nights ago, two nights ago, Um, two nights ago, he said, I've, I've been with Houston for a long time. I've given my, this, this this team, everything, but honestly, we don't have enough. Um, And basically I don't want to be here. Hashtag Eric Bledsoe. (laughs) Um, So once, once Harden issued that statement at a post-game press conference, According to Adrian Wojnarowski and, and Shams Charania, um, the talks had been leading up like quietly uh, Philly and Brooklyn had been talking to Houston and James Harden saying that in the press conference basically sped it up um, so that the deal got done by the next day. And we saw the trade go down, which I'll, I'll now list out all the details. Yeah. James Harden go to Brooklyn. Um, you had Karis LeVert get technically traded to the Rockets, but he was then flipped to Indiana for Victor Oladipo. Um, the Rockets also got Rodion's Karuks, um, four first round draft picks and four pick swaps. Uh, the Indiana Pacers got Karis LeVert fourth team included was the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, who managed to get, uh, Jared Allen, um, and I don't know if I'm if I'm forgetting anything. This is off the top of my head. Um, but Cavs, Cavs also got uh, Torian Prince. That's yep. right. Cavs also got Torian you, Prince. You forgot you forgot the Nets and Pacers also got the all important second round pick. Oh right, 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 right. <laughs> um, so 
it's just it's crazy because typically the most we see is three teams like we'll see three team trades occasionally but a four team trade is is kind of wild and unexpected um so yeah, but so is Harden. <laughs> so yeah and, and i think something that's so huge about some of the big trades i think we really it came into perspective last year with the paul george trade where oklahoma city really started to get all those picks is that yes that's a lot of picks but not only is it a lot of picks it, it allows a lot more for houston's future because yes they got like a but they're not like when the celtics had five first round picks in one year and they kind of wasted at most of them it's they got next year 2024 and 2026 i don't expect that really good in 26 i expect kevin to have retired in five years um and and they also get a second pick next year which probably shouldn't be too much because it's the bucks but um yeah i i was a little floored when i saw it i mean i mean we all kind of saw knew it was coming too um i knew it was monumental and it also speaks to where we are in the world because i texted one friend our president had been impeached for a second, a historic second time. And then I called four friends because James Harden got traded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's my priorities or the world screwed up, but regardless, it was still uh, insane. Yeah. And well, let's, let's start. And I think we should, we should definitely talk about each team before we just dive in into the, the craziness is I guess we can start with, with the Nets, the team that got James Harden. Uh, like Adrian said, three of the, probably the biggest divas in the NBA are on the same time team. And the Nets are in full, I mean, complete win now mode. If this, this experience, it's experiment could go either way. It really could work and they could be NBA champions by the time we hit May or June, or this could really go down in flames because that's kind of the only way you see this, going really with the with that talent and that personality on that team uh the nets are trying it and they're saying screw it we want to have the focus and we want to win and i don't know if it's gonna work out for him but i mean hey if you're gonna go for it do it and don't trade Kyrie either just have all three of those guys so yeah what's what's interesting to me is this was a weird scenario where I think it was kind of a win, 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 win. Like I think every team that was involved in the trade won, um, in a way, in a way, I, I, I don't I think, know. I don't know if I completely agree, but continue. I think I, I, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. I, I think every team won in a way with that being said, I think Brooklyn has the most to lose, um, by making, by making this trade. We don't know what this fit's going to look like on court. If I'm Steve Nash, I have both. This is both a pipe dream and a nightmare at the same time. Um, because you have three, not necessarily ball dominant players. Kevin Durant can play off ball. Um, but you have three, in my opinion, fairly ball dominant players, all who need their touches, all who need to get shots up. Um, and you just traded away Jared Allen, who was your defensive identity um and they weren't good at defense before this trade no and james hard's not going to improve anything so they're gonna have to end up scoring like 130 points per game to to win every time because they're not going to defend their opponent they're they're only going to be able to outscore them 
and here's my take. It, the idea for me is that I, I love the trade for for Brooklyn. Um, yeah, they gave up a lot, maybe a little more than they probably should have, but it was more of a desperation heave, I think. But it is so hard to put these trades into context. It could hurt them a lot. But the likelihood of you having two top 20 players on your team already and maybe one of the greatest scorers of all time, Kevin Durant. And if you can get another top 10 score of all time on that team, it'll be the only, they've been fighting for superiority in New York, even with them being the better team recently, New York's uh, the Knicks are a travesty. It doesn't matter. They're still the little brothers in a lot of the ways. If they can go out and win a championship in the next two years, worth it period. The value of a championship is so much higher than anything else in the NBA. Something that I saw on Twitter the other day, um, which I'm I'm curious how you guys feel about it because I'm not necessarily sure how I feel. Someone said this, the the biggest loser in this entire trade might be uh, Kevin Durant's, um, like his career because – we're going to remember Kevin Durant as a player. Say say Brooklyn wins a championship this year or next year. Um, we're going to remember Kevin Durant as a player who won two championships with the Warriors. And was he brilliant? Absolutely. Um, but then when he got to Brooklyn, he had a chance with Kyrie to kind of take his team um, and lead them to a championship against teams that were equal in talent. Um but with James Harden now on that team, it's if they win, it's because it's a super team. If they lose, that's even worse because they have three of the top 15 players in the league. I would have to disagree with the logic. I get it because people like to, oh, super teams and take away from people's legacies. I don't, I don't really give a damn. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to be real, because here's the two things. How many amazing players have there been who didn't ever won? We revere Allen Iverson. He never won a damn thing. He won one finals game, and that's it. And we think consider Allen Iverson one of the most important players to ever play. That's that's my kind of take on the on the deal because Kevin Durant is better than Kawhi Leonard, and no one will ever say anything otherwise. Who cares if Kawhi took Toronto to a championship? Great job, amazing, one of the best playoff performances I've ever seen by a, a person. But that doesn't inherently make Kawhi's legacy better than Kevin Durant's. Would it have been a little better if he did? Sure. But the likelihood of winning the championship with just Kyrie and that squad, especially with Spencer Dinwiddie hurt this year, I'd give him like a 10% chance maybe. They weren't going to win this year. I really don't think they were. Um, So for me, Kevin Durant, no matter how good James Harden is, I think it's still – he might be the better player right now, but in terms of legacy and career, I think we can all agree that Kevin Durant is kind of objectively the best player. And in hindsight, will always kind of be that guy. Um, he has an air, uh, just an aura about him. Um, and I don't really buy into the legacy argument because unless you're somebody who has just been so atrocious in the playoffs that it's hurt your career that much. And that is just like James not Harden. true for him. Even when he didn't, yeah. like James Harden, he's the opposite of Kevin Durant, where he's had some pretty significant teams and never really gotten that close. Well, got real close to the finals the one year, but he underperformed. The, Kevin Durant was the only mature team on that on a mature player on that Thunder team 
that went to the finals and lost to LeBron, which they were way too young to win that series. But he was the only one that was at that level. Russ was still really young. James was still more of a six man. Kevin Durant has already cemented himself as being one of the best performers of all time in both the playoffs and just all for, for any level. And I think, I think his legacy is set. And if he can win another championship with another team, super team or not, especially going against teams like the Bucks and LeBron, I don't think it matters. Yeah, and to, to add on to that, I won't, I won't go long, but I think this also tells us that Kevin Durant doesn't care about that legacy. He's been through the thing with the Warriors. He's teamed up with Kyrie now. He's got Harden now. Dude's going to just perform with what he's got around him. Um, and that almost speaks to me in a way. I, I know there's the super team argument, but he's just, like you said, he's going to perform. Um, but moving, moving on from the Nets, the Rockets – they're an interesting case because they do have Oladipo. They do have what eight first round picks in that, in all of those trades from everybody. Um, You would think that their future is set, uh, but there's, there's some, the, the biggest thing that they won in that trade. I mean, they got Victor Oladipo, who's a good player in the NBA, but the biggest thing that they won is they got rid of Harden and got rid of that, story and that just maelstrom of negativity and and grossness that it was clear from what john wall and boogie cousins said was just terrible they they lost all of their respect for harden and it was just the team couldn't stand it so they won in that no matter what now will they be able to re-sign vic when his contract expires at the end of this year will those first round draft picks actually be good draft picks if the nets keep this up and are good that's to be determined you know this trade could not really help them in the pure book basketball sense in the long run but i think for right now for their season for what they kind of want to try to rebuild from the ashes that james harden left they like you said they did win in that aspect and I think Adrian probably has a few more things about the specifics of building that team because I mean, not even drawing comparisons because they've had a lot of connections, but they're kind of doing a similar things to the uh, thunder have done where they just kind of said, well, we got to hit the reset button and we're going to take every pick we can find and just kind of scrounge together and create as much of a future as we can. Um, what I am going to do instead is take um, the more important route. And that is look at uh, my brother-in-law, who is a big Houston Rockets fan. I texted him, and I broke the news to him on my walk yesterday. And I said, Harden to Brooklyn. And he just texted back, bro, no way. And I said, Oladipo to the Rockets. He said, bro, I'm done. I hate NBA. <laughs> <And> that's, that's, <laughs> so I'm going to play devil's advocate and say they didn't win the trade. I think they did. Mo does not. Mo is very upset, and I don't. Th- I think he's done. I think he he charted he charted to start grasping at strings to figure out he had family that lived in Jersey and uh, Brooklyn, so he's gonna try to find a way to still be a Harden fan and just become a Nets Nets guy. So I well, well, my question for him, and then I'll let Adrian speak is. Was he having fun this year before the trade? Because oh that's... no, he's he. It's it's. I think it's more of a sense of foreboding of it was bad. Now it's worse. How is that possible? Kind of thing. Fair enough. Yeah. So so it's interesting because Victor Oladipo is one of my 
favorite players in the league. I love watching him play, and I think he's a good guy as well. Um, so I really like Oladipo on that team because great with the pipes whole... too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, Sinatra, beautiful. Oh. <laughs> um, Go listen to his music if you haven't. Yeah, I think he goes by Vo. Yeah. Vo. Plug for Victor Oladipo's music in this podcast. Hope you like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's interesting because. I, I kind of liked the whole vibe of this team with with John with the resurgent John Wall and Bogey Cousins. I really really like Christian Wood, um, and just to add uh, Victor Oladipo to that team, it's weird because for the past as long as I can remember, I was not a fan of the Rockets team because I wasn't fan of <laughs> I wasn't a fan of the players on the team, and I wasn't necessarily a fan of the uh, the the fans and and the fan base. Um, but now this is a very likable Rockets team, um, in my opinion. Also, what y'all are alluding to, which is their future, is a huge, huge deal. Turner, you said the biggest uh, thing in that trade was was them getting rid of Harden. In my opinion, it was finding a future again. Um, because what they did with Russell Westbrook and, and trading away their two picks or whatever, two pick swaps, um, and basically removing their future because they, they were already lacking on picks and then traded away pretty much everything else they had um, to get Russell Westbrook and then had didn't really get much back um, in the John Wall trade. And now they have a future again. Um, and I think that's really important for a team that has somewhat aging players in John Wall, Boogie Cousins, et cetera. Um, and it gives them a foundation to build off of if Victor Oladipo leaves this offseason it's fine um, he has an expiring contract but if he leaves it's fine because they have a future set again um, and my opinion though the the team that won the trade the most was the Indiana Pacers um, oh, absolutely a thousand million percent they got Karis Levert for nothing because they they were gonna Basically. lose Victor Oladipo they were yeah. going to lose Victor Oladipo, and they got a second-round pick and an extremely valuable wing, wingman. In my opinion, Karis LeVert in two years will be better than Victor, Victor Oladipo is now. And Karis LeVert is two years younger than Victor Oladipo. Um, and he's on a contract that doesn't expire at the end of this year. He's still got two years left in his deal. That, and if you look at the um, timeline of, of – Indiana's players you got Malcolm Brogdon who's 25 I believe Sabonis who's 24 you add in Karis LeVert who's 26 and Miles Turner who's 27 now you have a core that is like perfect they're going to be a problem in the east for the next if they can re-sign everybody they're going to be a problem in the east for the next how many years probably like five um and and TJ Warren's hurt right now too um so what Indiana did was they got rid of Victor Oladipo's expiring contract and they were probably going to have to trade him at some point anyways, replaced him with a player who's probably going to be better than Victor Oladipo is in two years um, and now have no contracts to worry about whatsoever and added in a second round pick. I, Almost perfect deal for them. It, it really is. And really what made this whole thing chug along and the reason it the reason the Pacers got to get a win and the reason the Cavs got to get some valuable players is because of one thing. And it really is the biggest blessing for the Rockets is that they signed Harden to a huge extension before last year. 
And it's, I hate to keep going back to them. Apparently they're the most important team in the league, Oklahoma city. That's exactly <laughs> what they did with Paul George. But and that's but that's why they got five first round picks for him because if it was a one year lent, r- rental, no one would have given a damn. But Harden has two, maybe three years left on his contract. If he's piss poor in three years, he's gonna take his player option because it's for like forty eight million or something. Fifty one. Yeah. So like, of course, but in the Nets, that means value. That means you get him this year and next year. Same thing for Kyrie. Same thing for Kevin Durant. That means they actually is useful then he can't just get pissy and leave. You'll still get assets if you want to send them off again. So signing Harden was actually a huge blessing um, in the long run, and that's the reason the Rockets got four first-round picks. Otherwise, they might have gotten one or two, like we saw with Kawhi. I mean, the Spurs got DeMar DeRozan, but they only got one pick that was top 20 protected. Like, it's right. that's it's very interesting to see how those picks will play out. Like I said, down the line with twenty to twenty twenty six, especially. Now with going back to Karis Levert, did the Rockets need to trade him? No. Like no, why? If you're the Rockets and your options are, and you're trying to build your future, obviously you're not good now. You're probably not. You're trying to be a fun rebuilding, go through that phase. Why would you want Victor Oladipo over Karis LeVert when you might not keep Vic after this season and you could keep Karis, Karis LeVert? I, I don't – I mean, it's great for the Pacers. I love it for the Pacers, but why? why? I would <laughs> I'll say let, I'll let Jonah reasons. talk. He has three reasons. I have two. Yeah, I have three main reasons that could be. I, I don't know. I don't have any sources saying this. I haven't read anything, but it could be either A, the GM wanted Victor Oladipo, period. Like, that's – it's one of his – like, Adrian, it's like he's one of my favorite players. I want him on the team. All I have to do is trade for a player that I, we didn't actually have on our team. So, we're cutting our losses. You get the player you want. It could have been a John Wall thing. It could have been like, hey, John, you're kind of the face of the team, right? Is there anybody that you, is there a teammate you want right now? We got you, Bookie. Is there anyone else you want? It could have been like a player organized thing. Um, or really, um, it also could have been Karis LeVert didn't want to be there. <laughs> I mean, he, he very well could have just been like, I don't want to be there. And they might also, as good as his contract is, they might not have wanted to have the extra cap. Maybe they think they can get somebody else um on the squad um and there was another extra reason but go ahead adrian i think there's a few reasons i agree it's probably worse in the end because and they gave up a second round pick to get rid of them so odd it's it's very interesting so those were all like kind of three people related reasons yeah um my two are very organization based so i i've talked about it a, a decent bit with the other teams but one timeline um timeline can never be understated when trades are made or when free agents are signed um victor oladipo's expiring contract this season provides the rockets with the ability to kind of complete because i think john walls expires either this year or he has a player option um and it expires next year but basically they can offload all of their veteran players within the next one to two years and they can restart with their draft picks and and Christian Wood, I believe, is 25, um, so he's not that old. Karis LeVert's 26, so I guess he would have matched Christian Wood. But if they do a full reset and Christian Wood ups his value and they trade him away as well, um, and their whole prerogative in the next one to two years is let's restart from the ground up, 
Victor John Oladipo. Has, sorry, John Wall has this year, next year, and then a player option. Okay. I mean, they could still trade him, though. If he yeah. re- recants his value this year, they could still trade him. Um, Absolutely. The, the biggest thing for me is, is if they decide to go full rebuild, they will trade away everyone in Victor Oladipo's expiring contract. Um, allows them to they're, – they're already under the cap now. They've been over the cap for like the past five to six years. Um, but now they're back under the cap. If they lose Oladipo's contract, they really go under the cap, and then they have yeah. plenty of options to trade, do whatever they want to do. Um, yeah, very – very much so for, for when you talk about free agency and you never know who's going to pop on the market in the next couple of years, having the flexibility of not having $40 million on your cap, yep. hit, that's enormous. Yeah. Um, and the second thing too is it, it's kind of similar to what Jonah was saying, but organizationally, if you didn't think Karis LeVert was going to be a good fit um, for this team, if you want John Wall to be your feature piece and Karis LeVert came in, um and and took a lot of shots away i think victor oladipo will kind of accept his role a little bit better than karis lavert might have um because karis lavert is as is a blossoming player oladipo is what he is um so i i think organizationally if you felt like oladipo is the better fit for the short term at least then you go with oladipo he's a more established star as well um I was about so, to say that. I think he's. I think he has much uh, stronger fandom. Um, whenever you have butts bet back in seats, the depot will be much more interesting for fans to actually come and see. So, yeah. So I, I think there's several reasons why the Rockets could would have kept Oladipo instead of Lavert. But ultimately, do I think it was maybe a bad decision? Yeah, probably. But um, there Not are plenty of re- plenty of positives in getting Oladipo instead of Lavert. I was gonna say, not every trade is made for pure basketball. X and O reasons. Most aren't. And most <laughs> yep. aren't. Exactly. Not in the NBA. <laughs> not in the NBA. Exactly. Exactly. That's and why you see cash considerations <laughs> all the time. I, I I don't want to prolong this too much longer, but the one thing that I have to say before we close this out is I desperately, desperately, desperately want Kyrie Irving to get traded to the Washington Wizards for Russell Westbrook now. It's the, wor- I want it'd be the, the reunion. worst I, thing I of know all time. Oh half the God. people in the league hate the idea. As an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, I love it. No, this half is like, the, this half is a- the league half the league hate the idea. The other half think it's so dumb they wouldn't even consider it a possibility. No, that's not true. <laughs> I, I think it's very reasonable. Uh, if you look at the contracts and, and you look at the, the drama that's gone down with Kyrie this season, obviously, will it, will it happen? Probably not. But do I want it? Absolutely. I want the reunion back in Brooklyn. I want Westbrook, Harden, Durant, and I want them to go up against LeBron again and see if, he, if they can get it done this time. I would love, I, it's the storyline for me of the I, year. If it can I, Kyrie has made more winning plays by, by bringing a birthday present to his family member than Russell Westbrook has in the last two I, weeks. Oh, you think so? <laughs> well, see, my thing is I hate it, not because I wouldn't want to see the three of them together again, but because on our <laughs> episode we just released yesterday, I talked about how I'm tired of Brad Beal being hung up and left for dry. And I if you got Kyrie. He, that would be a genuine teammate. Unless like Red, Russ. Oh yeah. You think so? <laughs> but, okay. But, but what it, what it like Kyrie's dealing with some stuff right now. And we got into that, but 
if Kyrie shows up. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, if you trade Kyrie to Washington and he decides to retire like Stephen A. Smith suggests, um, then that gives Washington the reason to say, all right, Brad Beal, we've, we've, we've housed you for a long time. Kyrie decided to retire. We're going to let you go. Go to where you want or pick your destination. We'll try and find a trade for you. With Russell Westbrook, he's, he's going to be more dedicated to the franchise, you would think, than, than Kyrie Irving. Um, and he's going to be more dedicated to winning for the next two to three years, even, even if they're like a five, six seed at the best. Um, somehow, somehow we made this episode also about Russell Westbrook. And oh, I- Adrian's involved. I'm yeah. involved with it. What do you expect? <laughs> it's the, it's the storyline that I want the most. And honestly, basketball wise, Russell Westbrook fits that team better than Kyrie Irving fits no, the Brooklyn doesn't. Nets. Yes, he does. He, Russell Westbrook doesn't fit any team except for maybe a pickup league. I don't, <laughs> no, Russ. Russ gets the ball moving on that team a little bit better. Yes, I, Kyrie I, Irving has yeah. never averaged that, over six assists I'm, in his career. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with it. The only thing I want to mention before we get out of here is: Do we need to say anything about the Cavs? Uh, they, is there anything ever that needs to be said about the Cavs on LeBron's out there? I mean, they they had an incredible, incredibly smart move to kind of set up their future by getting Jared Allen, because yeah. um, Andre Drummond's old is getting old um and they have what javel mcgee who's probably going to get traded pretty soon if, I, if i'm being honest so and if they can trade k love they'll make up that first round pick and that yes. first round pick was the bucks which is probably going to be like 25 and above so it's not very useful so yes. yeah it's I, clear I think they just moved around and got some good pieces it's for clear they're, they're riding um and you know sex land as they call it and Jared Allen, and that's what they're building their future around. Yeah, yeah Colin so. Sexton, Darius Garland, and and Jared Allen. I mean, that's a solid foundation to build a future off of, in yeah. my opinion. I don't that think would... it'll really get them anywhere because it's the Cavs. Well, but... you know, you can I, at I least think, have hope yeah. for them. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I'll say, if uh, the last thing I'll say is I think the biggest winner of the trade was actually me because I don't have to root for the Rockets. Um, because I could not have handled if Ben Simmons was traded to the damn Rockets. And I, I would, and then not only that, if I kind of am still suited with a Sixers fan, um, I they went from having the least self selfish player in the league, not because of his personality, but the problem with Ben Simmons is he won't freaking shoot. That's why people hate him is that he won't shoot. And instead, or the they fact are, that he hasn't progressed in the past four years since he entered the league. But he, you admitted he's the best defending point guard in the league. Regardless, um, they trade the least selfish player for the most selfish player in the league. And I was about to lose my mind if they did that. Um, and they weren't going to win anyway. So I'm just glad the Sixers can continue to be mediocre and I can still like Ben Simmons and the Sixers. <laughs> like, I'd I'm rather be happy. mediocre than be a, a Rocket. I, fan. They are better than mediocre. I mean, they're not. They Brooklyn. are. They're not I'm Brooklyn just, now. I'm but. just I'm just saying I'd I'd rather be a mediocre team than be the Rockets. That's fair. fair. I think Ad- I think Jody, you Adri- might have been the happiest person with this trade. Oh, yeah, I was honest. stoked. Adrian you were so can happy. tell you. Adrian and I got all the drama that we're talking about, and I love NBA drama, but Adrian can tell you he wasn't a fan, but he was about as close as you can be to, to understanding what being a Rocket fan is. It's the worst thing in the NBA. I <laughs> I can tell you right now, the only thing that I can think of that would possibly be worse than being a Rockets fan is a Knicks fan. That's the only thing I could like being a 
quasi Rockets fan last year with Russell Westbrook was one of the most torturous experiences I've ever, ever had to go through at just in fandom in general for any sport, any entertainment of any sort. It was awful. At least the Rockets have a championship in the last 30 years. Oh yeah. Well, you know, Kenny, the Jet Smith. All right. I think, I think that's it for us. Uh, Thanks for tuning in for us talking about this, probably the craziest trade that we've seen and we'll see this decade. Um, It's a lot of fun when we get to talk about the NBA. Sometimes Uh, a lot of times with our podcast, we cut stuff out. I think I'm just going to leave this one untouched. This is going to be raw and unfiltered. It's raw. It's unfiltered. It's a special episode. You're listening to this. You are as much of an NBA dork as we are. So enjoy it. Stay safe out there. Follow us on Twitter at the flight school pod. Uh, and we'll see you next week with our, with our normal stuff. Peace night y'all.